0: Hi, everyone. I will call to order um, the November 21st, uh, 2022 meeting of the City of Kirkland Design Review Board. And we'll begin with roll call.
1: Randall Brand. Present. Brad Brown. Present. Carlos Castaneda. Present. Shoshana Cohen. Fatima Cohen. Present. Tyler Schmidt and Amy Tars.
0: Present. Thanks. Thank you. Um, we have a reading and approval on uh, some uh, minutes. Uh, minutes are several. Um, it's uh, from October 3rd, September 19th, uh, September 12th, uh, August 22nd, and August 4th, of 2022. Does anyone have? Any additions or changes to the minutes?
1: Well, uh, since there
0: are no um, changes uh, to the minutes, I think that we can uh, approve the minutes as they are. Does anyone um, want to make the motion?
1: I make a
2: motion that we approve the uh, meeting minutes as is. I'll second.
0: Move and second to approve the minutes as is. Uh, those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed. I, I think the minutes are approved. All right. Uh, on tonight's agenda, it is. Um, um, excuse me. It is a continuation of the design re- response conference from September 12th uh, for them. Our uh, there at Totem Lake, uh, file number DRB22-00498. And uh, seems that that's all that we have on the agenda for tonight. All right, uh, now it's time for any members of the public or, or audience who wish to speak on any items uh, not related to tonight's uh, agenda. Is there anyone in the list?
3: Uh, I do not see any other attendees.
0: Okay, uh, well, let's just uh, dive right into uh, the presentation. Okay. Let's turn it to Good. the staff.
3: Great. Just one second here. Share my screen. So, again, yeah, we are here uh, to continue um, from September 12th to uh, the design response conference uh, for the Ardea at Totem Lake project. Um, so, the goals for tonight's meeting are for the DRB to con- conduct the, the continuation of that design response. Um, to review how the applicant has responded to the DRB's requests um, from the September 12th meeting, uh, review project for consistency with the Totem Lake design guidelines for the Totem Lake neighborhood, and also if possible or if needed, uh, consider public comment. I'll do a brief overview of kind of the items that the board was looking for at the last meeting, and then um, I'll let the the applicant dive more into their their responses. But um, first, uh, the board wanted uh, the applicant to revise the west elevation of the project to match the east facade in terms of materials and colors. Uh, The board really liked the look of that of the the east facade and want the applicant to um, project that onto that, that west elevation. Um, wanted you to want them to provide material transition details along the facades and awning de- details, including uh, the materials that were going to be used for those awnings. You requested them to uh, submit a materials board for review by the DRB that was provided to the DRB um, for review here at City Hall. We requested that the applicant provide um, height sections to show compliance with the height regulations. Uh, this was just based on some questions. Uh, some of the um, different um, elevations on the on the project kind of showed different things. I just wanted to kind of clean that up, make sure everything was compliant with the city's height requirements. Um, the big thing was to revise the public plaza area to be more open and inviting to the public and ensure compliance Uh, with the zoning code size and dimensions requirements Um, so as you may recall the the original design kind of had more of a um, it was kind of a fenced off look to it Um, and it was the idea was um, the applicant was more interested in being more for the residents Um, this the the new plan as you can see uh, does a really good job of kind of uh, breaking those up into different spaces Um, so i'll let the applicant show you those details. And finally, um, you want the applicants to provide right away and site lighting details and plans for the project. Um, so again, tonight, uh, the action is to provide feedback on the applicant's response to the DRB's requested items. Uh, again, consider any public comments. And if the applicant has adequately addressed uh, the D- D- design review board's concerns from the previous meeting, uh, you can move to approve the project or Um, If you'd like additional items addressed, you could continue to a future meeting to address uh, requested specific items. Um, So with that, that concludes my presentation. Are there any questions the board may have?
4: I have a couple of questions. Sure. Um, Tony, do you mind giving us an update on the status of uh, the city's interpretation Mm -hmm. for, Allowing them to not have retail on the ground floor.
5: Yeah, we're
3: we're still working on that. Um, obviously, if if we weren't, if we never issue that determination, then there would need to be some changes made to to the project. Again, um, it's just drafting of that interpretation and making sure that um, you know we, we can do that within our within our code. Um, so if there are any, you know, if if that interpretation does not go through. Um, there would need to be some some changes made to the project, and that would have to come back to the board if needed. So.
4: Is is it safe mm-hmm. to assume that uh, the fact that this project was allowed to go before the DRB uh, and progress to this stage that there is mm-hmm. um, possibility that uh, there will be, um, you know, some uh, clear way to um, interpret the
3: code. Yeah, there, there is. It's just, it's just drafting of the by staff. It's just really kind of getting, getting um, to it and 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 drafting it. It, it. Those interpretations sometimes can take a little time uh, for staff to to work on. But,
4: uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, it's
3: yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
4: Oh, um, I, go ahead. I, I was going to jump on to the next question. Oh,
3: sure. Yeah, go ahead.
4: Um, so just needed clarification on the mm-hmm. affordable housing uh aspect um in your staff report you said that um the city still i mean will will be, will definitely um require them to provide the 10% affordable housing mm-hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong somehow i thought that um this was supposed to be all affordable senior housing
3: yeah they're proposing that the code doesn't require that it be right, that right. but they're proposing it to be 100% affordable so, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
4: Yep. Thank you. That's all.
1: Yep.
3: Thank you.
0: Thank you, Amy. Is there anyone else uh, that would like to raise any questions to
1: the staff? All right. There being none, it's a turn
0: for the applicant.
6: I'll go ahead and speak. Uh, were you going to open it to public comment at all at this time or is that later?
0: that's later that's after this
6: great Um, well thank you again board members for um wanting for meeting on this week um this holiday week and um appreciate that that we were able to move our meeting out a little bit so we can put together a more complete proposal for the public space and (laughs) excuse me and so i Um, But before I I get into some of the details of our proposal, I just wanted to respond to board member Tars's question about the affordable housing, the percentage. We actually, we purchased the property using public funds from the state, from the Washington Housing Finance Commission. So there are recorded covenants on the property where we have to have 100% affordable housing. Um, I think there's a a cap of 80% AMI, uh, but our proposed project that we are looking at right now and seeking funding for is um, has forty percent to sixty percent AMI ranges, and it's one hundred percent seniors as well. So we um, we spent quite a bit of time trying to find a a solution that kind of that, that there were two two kind of programmatic items that i was trying to meet with with the public space and and just basically the all the the landscape frontage along 116th between the sidewalk and the building the one thing that we that i felt was missing from the project was kind of like an internal walkway from basically the front entrance you know away from the sidewalk down to the south end of the building to where the um to where the wetland viewing area is and i thought it would be beneficial for the residents to actually have kind of an internal walkway unfortunately the slopes are so steep that we have to actually have sloped ramps with handrails but it still creates a path within the site that's not on the public right-of-way for for the residents to basically circulate on site. And we we included along that walkway, a, a open space for public use. Uh, it's a seating area. And additionally, we also reconfigured our entry area um, to allow for an actual open space um, at the entry area uh, at the top of the slope, right by the intersection. And I think that the the, the redesign of that actually turned out really well and it just it just creates I think a very quality open space and the total spaces that we designated add up to the minimum at least the minimum that's required which I think is 1500 square feet um, and then we we just kind of you know took a look at the stairs there and stuff and just kind of made it a little bit more interesting and more more dynamic um, but with that, I'm just gonna pass it over to uh, James and he's gonna present the, what we have done so far with the plazas and with the, the building design. And I know Scott Evans, our landscape architect, he's also gonna talk about the plazas
7: and the landscaping. Thank you.
1: Okay,
7: uh, give me a moment to share my screen here. Okay, can everyone see my screen? Yes, we can see it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Um, you know this is the uh, second time we've we've uh, uh, been before the board with our uh, full presentation, and uh, we had two rounds of um, uh, preliminary um, uh, conversations as well. So, uh, if anybody needs to jump back and look at any of the previous topics or material, please let me know. But I was uh, just planning on focusing on the items that the board indicated that they wanted to see additional changes and further development with. So with that, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of jump from topic to topic and talk about how we've addressed some of these items. Uh, but feel free to, uh, to interrupt if, uh, if there's anything you need me to go back to. Um, from some of the previous exhibits. So one of the, I, I'm gonna start with with uh, what, what I think are some of the, the easier uh, lower hanging items um, that I don't think are gonna require a whole lot of conversation and probably come around and circle last to the, uh, the public open space, which I think uh, last round elicited the, uh, the most comments and feedback and uh, probably is the, the biggest uh, change that we've got in this package. So I'm, I'm gonna start just by talking about um, the, uh, the feedback that we received that um, uh, the board liked a lot about what was going on the modulation um, on the, uh, the freeway side of the building and trying to incorporate that into um, uh, the building frontage. So what, what we've done is, is taken that to heart um, we have a little bit of a different geometry going on on the frontage of the building, where we're kind of um, uh, uh, popping out toward the road, whereas uh, on the on the rear side of the building we're recessing in. Uh, but nonetheless, we were able to get. Um, we added a, an additional element that I think was. I felt. Uh, I, th- I think the, the board was was uh, uh, <laughs> good in pointing this out because uh, now that we've got this extra uh, element in here with the kind of architectural relief at the. Uh, a parapet line and uh, along the side of this pop-out bay, uh, I, I do feel it reads a lot stronger. So we've gone ahead and added another one of these elements so that I, we've got more rhythm, I think, to the uh, uh, facade than we had um, in the previous iteration. And, and I feel like it's a lot more in tune. Um, uh, the design as a whole around the perimeter is, is more consistent with what we saw on the, the, uh, the freeway side. Uh, the only other thing we did with respect to that comment, uh, uh, aside from uh, uh, adding a, another uh, one of these architectural bays, is we made some minor modifications um, uh, to some of the uh, material color over here uh, because this recess uh, was just kind of disappearing into the darker colors. So we wanted to, to provide a more visual relief there. So th- those, those are the two major uh, changes that we made to address this comment. Um, I'll show you a little bit. Uh, there was one other thing that we did do along the front of the building um, that Alan touched upon. Uh, we wanted to get our, um, we wanted to get some of our um, uh, public open space um, uh, clustered around the entry of the building. So let me, let me start by showing you a plan of um, how we approached uh, the open space in this, this latest round. I won't go into any detail. I'll let landscape speak to that. Um, but what we've done in this in this version is we've opened up a section of the uh, the sidewalk and frontage um, uh, to the public for a seating area. And I'll I'll again let Scott go and Alan go into more detail on that. Uh, but we we really the more we thought about it, felt it, um, that you know one of the obvious gathering points um, uh, in this in this property is going to be around the main entrance. And so we we redesigned this main entrance to um, uh, put the the uh, we had some offices tucked into the corner and we felt that that was really breaking up the visual access and the inviting nature of the entrance. So we swapped those. And when you look at this now in floor plan. What we've done is the offices were over here. We've moved them to the other side so that we've got our our entrance and our storefront glass um, uh, and a a more generous um, uh, seating area and gathering area right outside the front entrance door. So we we felt that that was important to um, uh, start to kind of welcome people to the building and, and make that space available for interaction, not just for residents, but for residents with the public as they pass by. Um, We see this as a likely, uh, a likely congregation point in the building. Um, So that was the, the other design element that we modified.
6: I just wanted to interject real quick. Sorry. Um, Some of this area is going to be covered. So in this rendering shows that we're proposing to cover that area so that it could be used basically year round, um, you know, without people getting wet.
7: Yeah, uh, so This renders a little dark. We should have run this one in the afternoon. And <laughs> it looks like we ran it in the morning. Um, so ho- hopefully hopefully, uh, uh, the adjustment modulation, I, I feel like that made a big difference. Hopefully the board agrees um, You know, with some very subtle and minor color adjustments that we made, I think helped balance the uh, and continue to break up the mass of the building. And then um, again, we, we feel like we've achieved an improved main entrance to the building um, by getting the uh, uh, the storefront windows and, and public entrance uh, more directly onto the intersection and opening that, that space up uh, to the public um, and making it um, uh, large enough for meaningful gathering uh, there. So, um, I don't know if uh, if we want to talk about uh, each particular element as I go through it, or if you'd like me to just roll into the next, uh, uh, next item.
8: Hey, James, um, you can go to slide 42 that has a better image of it.
7: Okay, thanks, Todd.
1: Okay, there we go. That's a little
7: easier to see. <laughs> and uh, you'll have to... You have to excuse the fact that we don't have our lush landscaping in here. Um, Trying to to render everything at the level of detail that the landscape architect is doing for their exhibits just hasn't been practical for us, Uh, but you can see how how the space is configured and and how that that gathering space uh, really looks and feels. Uh, Just imagine that there's some nice uh, uh, flowers and and plants and, and these planters here. Um, I guess, uh, unless there's any, unless anybody has questions at this time, I'll move into the next, uh, item, um, uh, that we received feedback on, uh, you can, and will... uh go ahead, uh, James, we'll,
0: we'll ask questions, uh, after your presentation.
7: Okay. Uh, the conversation on the elevations lends itself, uh, to some of the, uh, the feedback, um, that the board had regarding, um, a couple of details and understanding how the materials go together in the joints. Um, hopefully, everybody had a chance to look at the materials board. Um, we we tried to uh, we tried to actually assemble some of the um, uh, the cementitious hardy panel um, uh, together in a way so that you could really see how the joints uh, interlock uh, and get a real sense for for how that's going to feel in three dimensions. Uh, we we even went out and. Uh, found out that surprisingly you can get spray paint in custom colors. So we actually matched uh, the building colors uh, and our material samples there. So hopefully everyone had a chance to take a look at that. Um, There were a few specific areas um, that the board indicated they wanted to see um, uh, some additional detail. Uh, The first one was the entry canopy. Um, This this is a a tricky design element. We've got multiple uh, requirements happening here. Uh, Namely, it's a really difficult structural condition, and we have portions of that canopy that extend uh, finished floor area out over the unfinished space and the gathering area below. So it's a a somewhat complex detail. Um, I think the thing I want to emphasize in this particular case is really... Uh, two things one we're going to have a finished uh, uh, soffit board ceiling underneath and uh, recessed down lighting in there and then the second thing is that um, the thickness because we've got a uh, cantilevered structural slab and we've got to account for our insulation underneath it the thickness is fairly substantial I don't have a dimension but I can tell you just eyeballing it it's probably about 15 to 16 inches finished so um, we, ha- we have a, uh, a sheet metal flashing and gutter system uh, along the whole uh, frontage edge and edge of that, which essentially ties the, uh, uh, the standing seam uh, metal roof uh, all the way around and then back into that dropped soffit. Uh, and then that, that flashing system would match the kind of anodized uh, bronze or darker, uh, darker brown color of uh, some of the other flashing in the building. Uh, we put this together to show some of the uh, uh, the joint intersections. Uh, in this case, uh, the hardy panel. Uh, I think everybody has a good sense for how the lap siding is going to work. Um, the hardy panel, uh, you probably see it a lot better in the materials board uh, that we submitted, where we've got the uh, uh, aluminum spacer strip uh, inserted in there. But essentially, there, there's a, there's vertical brakes and then there's horizontal brakes. Um, uh, In this case, um, uh, I think the uh, materials board probably shows the horizontal break a little bit more clearly than the detail, um, but we we did want to give you this information. The other elements that I know the board expressed uh, some interest in seeing were these um, uh, shade canopies that occur, let me find a good view of the elevations here. Okay, you can see them um, uh, kind of scattered uh, uh, throughout the facade um, above some of these windows. And the, the intent there is uh, uh, in part it provides some meaningful shade, but it's more to give a, uh, an extra level of character, uh, a human scale uh, to the design. It's kind of hard to see at some of these angles here. Um, but the, the idea was not to just put them on every window. It was to use them as, a, as an architectural interest and then, you know, an extra kind of third level uh, or scale of architectural detail. Um, these are actually pretty simple fabrications. Um, the, the reality is that this type of component is going to be shop fabricated. So it's not like I could uh, uh, point you to an exact photograph or sample. Uh, but these are fairly simple structures, they're, they're going to be um, probably aluminum 2 by 2 uh, possibly steel, um, but ultimately they're going to have um, uh, uh, kind of a, a dark bronze finish to them, so uh, they're, they're going to match the other, uh, the fascia at the, uh, uh, fascia color at the uh, canopy and the flashing that you're going to see uh, uh, in certain elements of the building. So there's not a whole lot of complexity to the to this system, but I think it, it provides a lot of relief for, for for what it is, which is you know, a relatively uh, 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 you know modest structure uh, over some of these windows. <laughs> um, another item that the board wanted to look at was the building height. This one should be an easy one. Um, we had rerun the building height calculations uh, as we started preparing for our permit application, and at the end of the day, we ended up uh, in, in even better shape than I thought. Um, once we and I did, I did provide full uh, uh, kind of full perimeter uh, grades around the building and the uh, those numbers to show how we uh, uh, resulted in those calculations that that give us this height. So, if anybody wants to. to um, rerun the calcs or or check check the math on that um pretty confident i checked it multiple times at the end of the day we we have about five feet left before we exceed the maximum uh zoning height so we not only are under the uh the maximum allowable height of 75 feet our four foot parapets are under it and um you know theoretically if 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 we needed to or wanted to uh we could take the building up five more feet with four foot parapets on top of it so we're we're notably under the uh, um, uh, maximum building height here. Um, now, one reason why we're not gonna take any advantage of that, uh, not, not that I, we really need to, uh, but we were still very close to maxing out on our um, allowable height for the IBC for type five construction. Um, that's something that I'm sure the, uh, the building plans reviewer will look at closely. Uh, we didn't provide uh, calculations in an exhibit for that. Um, But that's kind of part of what was keeping our building height where it was rather than uh, allowing us to take advantage of some of this uh, additional height that we have. Uh, Another comment was regarding the site lighting. Uh, The big comment on that was that our previous exhibits did not have the um, street lighting, um, uh, the pole lighting at the sidewalks in there. Uh, so we did go ahead and get that into the drawings. Um, other than that, uh, it's a little hard to see, um, you know, because by, by nature to see the lighting, we have to turn the turn the uh, the turn the sun off and and uh, assume that it's dark. Um, so we we do have some on site lighting that you're seeing to keep the space safe um, and usable um, at night. Um, that said, uh, you know. It's, A little hard to see the little path lighting tucked away uh, uh, in here. Um, But we did, uh, uh, you know, we did update this to match the revised uh, uh, landscape lighting plan to get the street lights in and then adjust uh, any wall sconces uh, and exterior wall lighting um, uh, to uh, work with the design adjustments. So that now should all be present and accurate on, on the plans. Um, I think the only other thing that we have to talk about is the um, public open space. Um, I'm gonna just go back real quick to that image that showed um, uh, where we are uh, providing those two spaces um, in our current uh, uh, site design, and then I'm going to hand it over Uh, to uh, Scott. So bear with me for one second. Well, I can show it right here. We've got a better slide somewhere. Uh, But we have an area set aside right here uh, and another area clustered around our main entry. Um, I've got an exhibit somewhere in this set that should have the uh, total area on it, but the two spaces combined are just over 1,500 square feet. I think there are like 1,508 or something. Page 25. Page 25. 25. Okay. Page
1: 25. <laughs>
7: Okay. Well, I don't see the square footage numbers, but I know we have them somewhere. Uh, there on, the, on the on the left. Ah, okay. There we go. Seven thirteen and eight fifteen. Okay, so fifteen twenty five. So I'm going to go ahead and and turn this over to Scott, who can talk um, in much more detail than I can about the design concept um, and how. Um, how that came together and what our uh, intent is uh, and how we're, we're conveying and utilizing this space. Thank you James.
8: I'm gonna have you continue to share your screen here. Um, if you can turn to the overall landscape plan.
7: Uh, can you talk a little louder, Scott? Um,
1: if you can turn to the overall landscape plan. Okay. I'm getting there.
6: Do you know what page number it is, Scott?
1: 21. I think it's 23.
7: There we go. Oops. Actually, go to, go to 21. James. 21.
8: 22. 21. <laughs> there you go. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I think, as Alan and James have both kind of mentioned, we are looking at, uh, you know, trying to engage the public a little bit better. You know, we listened to your guys' comments last time. We met with the Tony and John several times you know, to uh, try to work through what exactly this, these spaces were going to look like. And obviously, as Alan introduced it, uh, you know, trying to get some pedestrian interior circulation as well. Um, that was mostly for the residents. You know, that was not necessarily, you know, something that um, we felt was... A benefit to the public, but um, it definitely felt that it was a benefit to our residents. In the center of the site, kind of on the center of the screen here, we still have kind of a private patio space for the for the residents, similar to what we had last time, with kind of a little bit of privacy fence, some changes in grade, and a little bit deeper landscaping that. Uh, gives a little bit of separation for the residents, especially in that community room that's down on that lower level. uh, So that uh, the roadway hopefully is kind of, the impact of the roadway is lessened. Then we kind of departed from what we had shown previously, which was kind of a large space that was kind of broken up into three distinctive rooms and we decided Okay, let's, let's try to look at the circulation here. And once we kind of came across the circulation, we found a very natural kind of landing spot uh, at the bottom and the top of the kind of the, the two sections of the, the four ramps, basically. Um, so that kind of engaged the sidewalk really well. It just kind of naturally fell into place there where we were able to uh, create a plaza space. that was nice and flat at that level that uh, met those two ramps and uh, engaged the sidewalk really well. So we kind of looked at this, tried to just create some dynamic edges, tried to figure out exactly how we could widen that as much as possible. And so we kind of came across the idea of where we got opportunities, where we are close to being a grade with the sidewalk. We will engage that at grade, kind of work the side, the space down a little bit to, uh, to create a flat space. But um, where we are stepping down, where we've got a couple feet of grade change, um, let's try to widen this up, out a little bit and let's engage the uh, sidewalk with some stairs. So, um, once we kind of worked through the grade t- t- challenges of that, we uh, started to you know, kind of program the space, looked at a couple different gathering spaces, places where we felt like uh, we could have not only the people be invited into the space with some seating. But um, places where hopefully when people are in the space, they are kind of engaging the sidewalk as well. So we looked at that L-shaped planter. Uh, that bench there is going to have a back on it. Uh, any place where we have uh, benches against planting areas, we're going to have a back. Where the benches are kind of in the middle of the plaza space, in order to try to keep the benches fairly flexible, uh, we have eliminated backs in those areas, so they will just be wood-topped uh, elements. Uh, that can be engaged from both sides. Uh, we've got uh, you know, some different guardrails and handrail situations. Uh, wherever we are obviously in need of guardrail, we are decorating that, that guardrail a little bit nicer. Uh, what we're trying to do is obviously introduce kind of a repeating material theme uh, and patterning. Uh, so we had kind of those horizontal boards That were the fence material around the uh, kind of private patio space. So we kind of have just scaled that down and looked at the guardrail situation, both at that lower plaza space and along the ramp, as introducing kind of that same vocabulary materials, but obviously just scaled down. The fencing around the the private patio space is a little bit taller. It's uh, kind of varies a little bit with the retaining walls and. On great conditions, but it's going to be around six feet tall, and so the, uh, the kind of the guardrail situation on that lower section of the ramp and the uh, southern edge of the public plaza space is only going to be forty-two inches. But again, to try to tie together these two, these well, all three spaces together, um, we wanted to try to repeat you know materials, you know, repeat the bench materials, repeat the paving materials, repeat. Uh, guardrail and handrail materials so that we had kind of this consistent vocabulary throughout all these three spaces so they really kind of tied together well and then moving up towards the plaza space uh, at the front lobby again we wanted to try to engage the stairs kind of in a similar way that we did down below kind of that angled approach to it um, and then when we were able to grab the uh Opportunity to have an on grade kind of transition to the front lobby space. We, we took advantage of that. We introduced some larger, you know, kind of cast in place planters. Uh, we got kind of some natural benches that kind of landed there. And um, mostly the, these planters were uh, a result of just kind of the grades that we had to address. Uh, you know, we had some, some, you know, we were trying to make the space around the lobby as big as possible. And as a result, what was kind of left over was some fairly steep slopes that were going to be a little bit unstable. So we looked at introducing some raised planter elements in these areas, bring the landscaping up so that people can appreciate the landscaping a little bit more, um, but also just, you know, try to address those gray changes between the sidewalk and the plot and that lobby space. Again, you know, we were looking at introducing some woodtop top benches that kind of integrate themselves within those planters. Uh, if they have a back that is against the planting area, they're going to have a back element. Uh, the two kind of rectangular planters that are, are excuse me, benches that are in the kind of the center of the plaza that are addressing kind of the ziggurat uh, storefront there, those will not have backs. Those will just be a flat wood top. Um, and then you can kind of see again the kind of the repeating uh, guardrail element at the south end of the plaza space. Thank you. Uh, that's going to have, you know, the kind of that same sort of material that we are proposing down below, kind of the horizontal boards, uh, kind of the random pattern of the boards there.
2: Uh, so, once again, we're just trying to
8: engage, you know, that kind of that common material, common patterning uh, throughout all three spaces. We've got a few kind of uh, images of, um, if you always want to flip to the next page, James, um, this is kind of the planting plan. Um, and then just kind of some of the colors and textures that we are proposing uh, for the body of the site kind of the improved areas. Um, most of these are not the native plant materials that you see down by the wetland buffer. And then the next page is kind of the full list of that with some additional plants uh, actually showing some of the native plant materials that might enable the sort ferns of And just kind of a simple lighting palette that we we're looking at uh, introducing there throughout the landscape and all the building just to try to make this place as uh, as inviting uh as late at night as possible and to save and i think you know this plan begins to show kind of the pathway lighting that uh i think in the model that uh james was show, sharing earlier you know we're kind of hidden by landscaping but still, they will provide a, a well illuminated pathway, you know, that the, the residents can utilize at night safely.
7: Uh, Scott, did you have any other uh, anything else you wanted to, to uh, illustrate? Um,
8: there was a couple, just you know, kind of um, model shots that we had. Um, I think it's trying to recall what pages they were. That began to look at some of the, that's the, that's an older picture there.
7: Um, I know which one it is, sorry.
8: Yeah. Yeah, there's, begin to show, uh, as James said, you know, there was some different colors and textures of uh, plant materials that we were trying to introduce there. We wanted to get some smaller trees into this space, provide a little bit of separation, you know, and a little bit of shade. We're trying to get some fairly, you know, low angle Western sun in this space. Uh, certainly, the canopy is going to provide a lot of uh, early afternoon relief for them, but uh, it's still going to kind of get some some low angle sun uh, being exposed to the west. So we want to introduce some, uh, some a little bit larger trees into that space to hopefully provide a little bit of relief uh, into that space beyond what, just what the canopy is going to provide
7: I I don't know if there's anything you wanted to talk about in this slide. Um...
8: No, I think this is obviously the plan
7: and that kind of just, you know, we talked about the
8: residential open space. So I think the last page that I wanted to kind of
1: look at was I
8: think it's page 62
7: uh visual quality of landscaping if we have one one render shot of the
8: kind of the lower plaza space that's uh, i apologize i am not sure what page that
6: landed on um you you were showing that earlier there a few seconds ago james if you go down you're showing the lower plaza uh there yeah,
7: is right there that's not the landscaped um, yeah. uh one well, that Scott had assembled um obviously all all of your board members have
8: the package so i'm i'm sure you've kind of looked through the, the images and can see what what kind of character the uh the, the plaza space is is taking on with some of our shots there
7: trying to find it <laughs> It's a lot of pages to go through. Well, at yep. least we're seeing some other good, um, good angles and views of the uh, uh, the open public space here. Right, well, I, um, I think that's that's all we have to present. Um, so we'll we'll turn things back over to um, uh, the board. Thank you very much, uh, James. Um,
0: now it will be time for uh, the board to uh, make any questions to the applicants. Uh, Fatima, would you like to start?
1: And uh, no, I'm still going through my notes. Uh, can somebody else start? Sure, uh, Amy. Are you
0: ready?
4: <laughs> yes. Um i have about five questions um i read somewhere that um uh you can't provide street trees along here because of some utility easement um but i keep seeing street trees so uh does someone want to clarify that uh
7: i, I can speak to that uh, the the answer is we we don't know yet um Uh, We want to provide street trees. We think we can provide some street trees, um, but there is some information um, that at least uh, for a portion of the frontage, uh, there are some uh, underground uh, utilities or duct banks uh, that are running right where those go. Um, We are uh, waiting to get um, our our first round of comments uh, uh, regarding the site engineering work. um, So we have a better sense for um, uh, what uh, items we need to explore further and what we need to do. We know we need to look at this closer and go out and do some potholing and find out what exactly is under there. Uh, But we don't wanna do that until we get those comments because we may just have to go right back out and do it uh, uh, three weeks later all over again. Um, so it's it's on our radar, and as best as we can tell, uh, we think that I believe the southern portion of the site is clear, um, and we believe there's some sort of conduit or duck banks on the northern uh, portion of the site, and we just don't know uh, exactly what that is yet, and whether that's going to be a problem.
4: And um, you, uh, I'm assuming you also don't know the length of that duck bank.
7: No, uh, we don't. We don't know a lot about it at, at all. That's uh, fine. Yeah. And I, all I can tell you is that from uh, conversations with civil, uh, they seem to indicate that that was extending uh, down a portion. And I don't recall if it was midway. Uh, I do know that we've got some utilities somewhere midway down the street that are crossing the road. So uh, I, from my recollection, he said that as we head south, uh, I, I don't think that continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's currently an unknown We're we're trying to get to the bottom of that.
4: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so the corner treatment um, what happens on the uh, the north facade on the ground floor? I mean your your renderings and your perspective show like some sort of a paved area but uh, I can't remember if there's gonna be windows there and what is what what is it gonna be looking out to?
7: Yeah, here, here's a, uh, a shot of the corner of the building. Um, we've got, uh, if you remember the, the previous version, the offices were located here. So we had more blank wall with, uh, you know, fairly large windows like you're seeing over here for the, the current offices,
1: mm-hmm.
7: um, but it, there was a lot more wall and we really wanted to open up this corner and make it more public, um, uh, both to support the um, uh, uh, open public space outside, um, but also um, you know, to, just to, to make that corner more inviting um, for people coming in and out of the building. So we, we do have storefront along there. And um, where's the door? it's right here if you can see my cursor oh
4: oh right by the stairs okay
7: yeah
4: um and and um so um what's going on in that little space on the outside um on the north side I mean if you think about if you look at your north wall I I saw some other renderings where it looks like there's a little space between that window and the edge where yeah you I think Over there's here. like a yeah, is that a concrete it, retaining wall or something below? Right. Yeah.
7: Yeah, there is a concrete retaining wall um, at that location, and it goes from uh, something that's uh, maybe a, a little over knee high, uh, and as it hits the back corner of the building, um, I don't recall what the maximum point is. Somewhere in the neighborhood of six to seven feet at the most extreme.
4: Mm-hmm. And and right now, that's part of your fire access. Is that? why there's like a paved area
7: there? It's part of both the fire access and emergency egress from the stairwell. This tower where you see the, these windows are at the uh, stairwell landing. Uh, uh, and so right behind these trees in here, uh, you can kind of see a door peeking through. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of our egress doors.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, so that, that's just, that's not, that's not going to be Uh, frequently used right or is that an option like for the residents to come out through that door if they you know if they have you know like if if I lived on the second floor and lived on that end unit can I just take those stairs down and and get some exercise and then uh, walk out through those doors
6: you could walk out through the stores but there's access to those stairs from the interior lobby as well Mhm. Yeah. So, and,
7: the, and and the the intent is not to have it uh is not to serve as a secondary entrance. That that door is probably going to be locked uh from the outside okay. and and only used as uh for residents exiting. Yeah. Oh,
4: okay. All right. Um okay, next question. Um that canopy which is really an extension of your concrete slab. Um how deep is that? At the
7: at the narrowest point. Um, let me find a better view for that, and I can tell you. One second here. Okay, so. Um, it's a little bit misleading because uh, the building the, the pops out above and beyond the um, uh, edge of the ground level um, uh, mm-hmm. so the the total depth of this varies um, from about eight feet to 12 or 15 feet I would suspect at the uh, plaza level where you've got a recess here. So Mm -hmm. let me see if I can just draw a quick line here. That canopy comes out slightly past these columns. Mm -hmm. So it's somewhere, I don't remember what our overrun is, but probably about a foot or two. So somewhere about like that.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay.
4: All right, thank you. Do you have a site section to show, I know, yeah, you do have like a 20-foot drop from the highest elevation to the lowest elevation. Do you have like a site section to show where each of the plazas kind of fall in that grade change?
1: Um,
7: I believe uh, this is... This is more of a, an elevation, but it's cutting through the uh, cutting through the site. Let me see if I've got something better than this..
1: Todd, do you recall? The elevation you
8: had up there was uh, the one that was updated. So there's a couple of flat spaces where the um,
4: Yeah I, where the plazas uh, are. Right, maybe that's good enough. That one
1: right there. Okay.
4: Yeah. So yeah. So where your little cursor hand is, are those residential units, or is that where the garage?
7: Uh, th- that's the garage at, at grade level over here. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the residential units are where you see the blue, um, uh, right sliding above. Right.
4: And then the next level will be where it kind of yeah there with all the with
7: the double windows right yeah and what what you don't see here in plan is that the sidewalk is um the sidewalk is actually you know zigzagging and sloping down close to what what we're seeing showing on grade here and there are um some planters that separate the sidewalk from the building so um you know even though you do have residential windows there not too far above the, uh, the sidewalk. Um, you know, you've got a, a planter with a, a I'm sure it, it varies, but you know, an 18 to 36 inch uh, or even 48 inch in height um, that's separating you from that by several, several feet. And then you've got obviously planting in between.
4: Mm-hmm,
7: mm-hmm. Let me see if I can, okay, this, this, uh, this shows you right here. This is a, the edge of a, a built-in planter here. Mm-hmm. so that's all raised as the grade drops away so you, you have a you have a fair amount of privacy uh, from those windows it starts to drop off and mm-hmm. at this point your windowsill is probably oh uh four or five feet in the air and drop continuing to drop off and then you've got yeah. this this raised planter and I I don't know what the height is off the top of my head um, but it's yeah yeah it's it, you know creating some substantial earth and planting uh, behind mm-hmm. it mm-hmm.
4: Okay, all right. Um, are you um, using any kind of rooftop mechanical equipment, or um, is your elevator? You know, when you were talking about, you have an extra five feet of for you know. And, and granted, um, mechanical rooms and elevator shafts don't count towards the height limit. But just curious, um,
7: we have very little. Are you able to see this model on my screen?
4: Uh, I see a floor plan.
7: Okay, let me let me change
1: what I'm sharing here. Oop, I shrunk it instead of enlarging it. Bear with me for a sec.
7: Okay, I see a perspective, an axonometric perspective. Okay, Uh, uh, just easier to show you in the the rough plan here. We do not have uh, very much up there at all. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we have four pieces of equipment. Uh, We have a uh, uh, pressurization fan for the the pressurized stairwells uh, related to our smoke control. Uh, this is, uh, I don't recall the height of the unit, but we confirmed that, um, when it's mounted and installed, it's going to be under the parapet height, which is either 42 or 48 inches. Uh, we have a, a small exhaust fan for the garbage rooms over here. Um, this, this one's, uh, even smaller. It's like 24 inches tall and then on the other side of the building we again have a a stair pressurization fan that is um, uh, uh, screened by the parapets um, uh, entirely and we have oh one other I think this is a little heat pump it's not not very tall so uh, both of these units are uh, smaller than the uh, the parapet um, that Mm -hmm. screens it Mm-hmm. So there really is not much up there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of our our units are in the garage.
1: Mm-hmm. So
4: probably the only thing you'll see is that is that the elevators that uh, that little box there, right? Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah. You're,
7: okay. Yeah, you're and right. then you, you shouldn't even see that from most angles. Um, mm-hmm. The elevator overruns approximately five feet.
4: Mhm-, okay, yeah, um yeah, so um, and then, um, wanted to ask about the railings. I noticed that in some photos or drawings, there's like a bright orange railing, and then in some cases it's like there you've got so this one almost looks like wood, and um, so I'm not really sure uh what is the material and um. And then you have the, yeah, you have the, just the utilitarian railing for the ramps.
7: Um, I, I'll, I can explain one, one aspect of this and then I'll let talk, uh, or Scott speak to the um, uh, the kind of dominant rail, which is the, this decorative rail. Um at the uh, at the ramps, we have very specific code requirements. Um, uh, we've got to protect uh, a wheelchair from essentially running off uh, the ramp to the sides, and so we've got um, uh, a low curb in there, and we've got a required handrail in there. Um, we, we we wanted to keep this simple. Um, it's not a, it's not a primary amenity spot, uh, and we didn't want to. Um, Uh, essentially infill this um, with the screening um, uh, concept that we do have around um, some of the other areas of the building uh, so that you could kind of enjoy the landscape as you walked along the path. Um, We didn't want to obstruct that. Uh, But Scott, I'll let you talk about the kind of predominant rail feature, which is what we're using around the um, uh, kind of the public gathering spaces. Yeah,
8: thank you. Uh, So certainly that was, uh, as far as around the ramps, that was our primary driver was to try to make the rails work functionally you know, for safety and for ADA requirements, uh, but also to try to, to just make them disappear as much as possible. Uh, as far as the guardrail, what we're looking at probably is a more durable sort of a wood type of color to it, but it will be metal. It'll be a painted metal of some sort. So we want to try to have some wood tones that were similar and complementary to the wood top benches that we are proposing in there. So something that had some warmth kind of played well with kind of the contrast uh, against most of the green landscaping that we we're proposing.
4: And how tall are they?
8: The guardrail in this particular shot here, those will only be forty-two inches. They are simply just a guardrail. Mm-hmm. So, privacy fence that is going to be around the uh, private resident patio space that one again it, it kind of varies a little bit but uh what we're looking at is probably a six foot tall fence in that area once again to try to provide some separation from uh, traffic motion and noise uh for the residents not only within the patio space but uh you know kind of in the common room as well
4: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, thank you. I think that's all I have.
0: Thank you, Amy. Um, Brad, would you like to go next?
5: Yeah, um, Amy covered most of mine. I appreciate kind of the more detailed rundown of all the different plazas and how to interact. Um, One last question for me would be um, what percentage of the facades, do you are cement fiber like hardy board versus are there any other materials like some sort of a stucco or stone or masonry? What were what the percentages of the facades? Um, how those break down?
7: Um, that is a little bit hard to give you. Uh, uh, the majority of the facade is a uh, cementitious board, um, but that's a, a little bit misleading in the sense that um, I would not equate um, uh, the Nichiha panels, which are you know, a really high end finish panel, with a painted hardy product. It's kind of its, uh, its own thing in my mind, but it technically is a cement fiber board uh, with a proprietary um, uh, finish system uh, or finish on it
5: yeah yeah actually i'm familiar with the Nichiha it is, it is a higher quality product
7: yeah and so we are using the Nichiha let me find a, uh, a better elevation to illustrate this um, we're using it primarily at the street level uh, around the entrance and the offices um, uh, to give that uh, that entry area a nice uh, higher level of finish and we're using it as um, an accent element for kind of a, a, a main uh, uh, focal point in our building modulation down at um, uh, this level here. So we're trying to use it sparingly. It's a, a somewhat uh, expensive material. Um, so we, you know, we, we, do, we do have that at some key areas of the building, but we're trying to be a little sparing with it. Um, what we're trying to do with the rest of the materials is uh, work with more economical systems, um, uh, but do it in a way so that we're swapping out uh, materials. We're, we're going from kind of a, a 10 and a half inch exposure lap siding down to a, a six inch. We're, we're um, uh, playing with a couple different grid patterns and colors in um, our, our vertical hardy panel. Uh, and trying to create some, some uh, uh, you know, language in how we're, we're breaking those panels apart in different elements of the building. So um, I guess the answer is, I don't know, uh, maybe 10% is kind of the, the, the Michiha material and it's clustered around a couple of focal areas in the
1: building. Okay, thank you, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. Um,
2: Brundell, uh, good presentation. Uh, good, uh, good look at too, how these plazas are working together, and that the one question I have is stairs. The stairs you've got two sets of stairs that are coming off of the public sidewalk, one up by the front entry. And then one down by what you're calling the public uh, plaza, uh, and it's just the it's just where you've got three or four steps going up, like right right here in the front. Uh, and que- question I've got on that is is that we, you've got a down you've got a flat. Uh, platform coming out of the building into the sidewalk that slopes down the street. And I both sets of stairs, you start off and your top tread is your longest stair tread. And then you reduce it in length. The next one down, you reduce it in length. The next one down, you reduce it in length. And I have, I've generally found, and especially when you got a public, more of a public plaza right there, uh, how do I put this? The liability on those stairs is high because you're, you're going from a six or eight, eight inch rise to zero rise. And that perception of that going from the first tread up to the longer second tread uh, is nothing more than a trip stair and so'm I'm, I'm a little concerned about that as to is there is there a way that that can come in i I mean you do you do a little bit of the same thing here right. yeah you, you know
8: there was a the, with the lower with this with the upper plaza with the kind of that lobby space we uh, you know we, we wanted to avoid that single step as much as possible so that's kind of why part of that engagement with that raised planter kind of occurred where, it did, right. where we had two. Two is not ideal, but still it's better than obviously than one. Um, right. I, I think that the second one, what we were trying to do was try to open that space up as much as possible to engage the sidewalk as much as possible. I had played around with the idea of kind of having that bench element that's kind of floating in the center, having that engaged with kind of that edge of that stair tread just so that we could avoid that single stair trip, you know, yeah. stair trip, it just felt awkward. It, it did just, it felt kind of not centered in the space. It felt like it was awkwardly engaging the sidewalk. So I, I understand it was something that I struggled with trying to figure out what was the best way. Overall, we felt like the best way for us to do it was like, okay, we know it's a problem. We try to figure out ways to hopefully really, play up the contrast on the stairs so that yeah. we can you know maybe go with a lighter paving materials uh in the body of the plaza and maybe the, the stairs end up being darker so that there's a high contrast to them
2: okay uh, there's, there's uh, a couple ways
8: that we're thinking about doing it again you know we're, we're aware of it and um, we've got a couple strategies that weren't necessarily rendered perfectly here but um we've we got some ideas
2: yeah i uh, now is there, I mean this this probably isn't relevant, but is there anything in the ADA where you come down a stair and you hit a sloped surface? The bottom platform or the bottom surface you step onto is sloping. It's, is it's there?
8: Large, yeah, it's, it's largely um, not addressed uh, in, in any sort of ADA.
7: Well, the', the
8: largely not addressed as ADA.
7: The the way that the ADA would apply to this condition, um, there these existing sidewalks, um, you know, we can't regrade this entire road here. Um, right. uh, the, the existing sidewalks and existing topography um, are are not uh, not ADA compliant. Um, so, uh, not surprisingly, in this area, you have you have streets where your sidewalk is exceeding your your five percent, and it's becoming a ramp where it's exceeding. Uh, you know 7 or 8% you've got sidewalks that are 9 12 15% um, the way the ADA handles these these types of issues um, is there's there's some language that talks about um, uh, uh, basically it's it's considered technically infeasible um uh, you, you cannot interact with um, a, a sidewalk that must be at you know, 9% or 10% uh, and maintain um, uh, a level ADA connection to that sidewalk. Um, so there are some allowances in the code I, to, uh, I, uh, to I, deal
2: I, with uh, non-conforming uh, existing topography. Yeah. I, I, I understand that, but I'm just asking from a basically from a practical point of view the stairs are essentially kind of a form of a monumental stair going up because you're uh, the way the stair treads are and this type of thing and i just i'm just raising the question i don't uh it's really i design wise i like what you have there but I've operated too many facilities with similar situations where we've had a lot of trip and fall. and so I'm just pointing that out that you know I, I when we when we're saying that this is a public plaza of public coming onto the site, I'm just throwing up the flag to say, ooh, that could be a liability issue but uh, that's not part of our purvey tonight as to what we need to look at. So I'll just look at it and say, I like the stairs the way they are, but I don't know if they're, they're that practical. So. Yeah. I think uh, the other thing that we're, I'm,
8: we were considering as a design team was uh, perhaps, you know, we probably need a second hand handrail here, but we could also perhaps have it kind of wrap around and perhaps limit the amount of people that are kind of walking there. So visually, we still have that connection, but practically, people cannot walk.
2: Kind of. Well, and I think your idea of the, uh, the handrails uh, is probably a good one to, uh, in that because I just, if, if this facility has more elderly in it, uh, then i'm not sure what the age mix would be of this this facility but i assume that there would be a fair amount of elderly in it and and having additional handrails somewhere in there just so that uh, they you know they can transfer up and down the stairs that that'd be just my concern
7: yeah i believe the code is actually going to require that um scott if you need help getting to the bottom of that i believe there's a maximum spacing in the code uh between handrails
8: we're aware of it um we just didn't get the plans
2: developed quite as yeah I, I mean we're we're still working concept here and and floating that's that's more of a cd cd type thing but uh no that's uh other than that i you know it's a given the slope and given the the elevation changes on the site and being such a narrow site uh i think you've done a i think you've done a very good job as to what you're doing here and i i like the idea of the boulders mixed into it and and that type of thing so now i that that's pretty much my questions
6: can i can i ask
2: you a question sure
6: um if if to kind of, you know, address the liability issue here. Cause that, that is a concern of mine. I mean, if we were, would you support just putting in another planter, um, you know, that kind of separates the, the, the access where there is no step to, you know, maybe six feet wide. And so there is a planter in there. So you're limiting the, the amount of stairs, you know, it still would be maybe a six foot wide stairway, but there would be less trip hazard.
2: Well, I, I would, I you know, as you look at this right now, if you go up to the left, and you've got really as much of a flat part, I guess if that's that's a misnomer, but where you've got up to the left, where you got the street tree up to the left there, right there you're going on to the platform, and that's really where skateboarders and bicycles and that will move on to that public platform, and then between where you had that rail showing and probably the the light pole or a little bit to the right of the light pole that maybe need to be something that separates that so that that stair is better defined and with railings yep. and I know I know what you're trying to do here to open it up and I'm not I wasn't I wasn't at the last design review board meeting with this particular project and so I'm not sure what the conversation was around this but but it's just that the warping of that sidewalk and that plaza and the stairs, there's so much warping of that surface going on. Uh, I, I work in the medical industry a lot, and, it, and so I look at it more of the geriatric and the aged. Uh, they're going to have a hard time going up and down those stairs, and and just even defining where to put their foot and what they're putting their foot onto. So I just, uh, if there was a planner or something at that particular point that gave you that definition and it would, I know that you've got a certain amount of width you can go without a railing and that way you could get a rail on either side, not right in the middle uh, and that type of thing. So I, I personally would support something of that order. I just don't know what the board talked about last time in regards to this entry into this plaza.
6: And we didn't get into that specific, but okay. um, yeah. I think in having this, an element like that would, would be very helpful.
8: So.
2: Yeah, I just, there there's just a liability issue there that I would not want to wish on to anybody.
6: We appreciate that.
0: Do you have any other questions, Randall?
2: No, that that's basically it. The rest of it, the rest of it looks good, and material boards and that look real good too. So uh, I'm I'm pleased with it.
0: Thank you, Randall. Fatima, do you, you want to ask uh, some questions to the applicant?
1: She left
4: the meeting not feeling
0: well at about 8.10. Oh, OK. OK, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same thing. Thanks for letting us know, Ginny. Right, I guess that it's uh, my turn. Um, well, uh, thank you very much, Scott and uh, James and Alan for the presentation. I have a few questions that I'd like to uh, check with you. Um, at the, Could you uh, go back to the uh, lighting plan, please? Um I wanna ask about the entry entry roof and uh what type of uh lighting it's being proposed. I noticed that um the plans mention wall mounted um wall mounted fixtures. However, there's a designation for a wall-mounted fixture kind of like floating in the middle of the entry. So just wondering if there's gonna be an
7: intermediate column there or what's the intent. Uh,
6: there is a column there
7: yeah right right here there's a column here and here and that's uh supporting uh the canopy above and okay. no, those fixtures are uh these here so okay yeah and
0: uh what's the finish of the column what is it going to be wrapped with? weight
7: um I don't know if we selected that, but the primary material there is the Nichi-ha. I showed them as the uh, Nichiha, James. Yeah, they, they would be the Nichiha because that's what we're using at this uh, ground level along this entrance.
0: Okay, and the surface down light. Uh, could you just show it to me in the diagrams that you have? Is that identified? Oh, okay, so it's kind of like the same style that Luminar ZC9. OK, uh, now going to the public space, um, I see that you have a couple uh, light fixtures pointing at the public space. I'm just wondering if that's going to meet the minimum uh, minimum uh, um, illumination levels required for uh, exterior areas, public exterior areas.
7: Well, we we have we have um, uh, so I guess to, uh, two things we have at the uh, at the walking path itself for for safety mm-hmm. reasons we do have uh, landscape path lighting um, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty low and unobtrusive its intent is only to help illuminate the path. Um, What you're actually seeing with these blue triangles here are uh, landscape um, uh, spots that are are shining up on either the rockery or landscape features to give that uh, the uh, ambient illumination. Mm
0: -hmm.
7: And then what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry
0: to interrupt. Uh, I I was just wondering if uh, those two uh, ambient spot fixtures are gonna meet the um, guidelines. I think as for secondary pedestrian walkways, it is required one to two foot candles. It's not gonna be enough. I know that they are shown kind of like behind the landscape elements, kind of like trees, bushes. So I don't know if they are gonna be really effective uh, for uh, illuminating public spaces.
7: Uh, really what I'm not seeing here is, um, let me, Because um, they, oh, here, here we go. Um, We so we've got those uh, those sidewalk pole lights here, and I I think between those, the path lighting and the and the uh, uh, accent lighting, yeah, we 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 should have we should have sufficient light uh, for for those public spaces. Because those pole lights, which you know are part of the the city standard, throw a fair amount of light.
0: Okay, now uh, where you have uh, the fire access corridors uh, around building. My understanding that that needs to be uh, kept um, open, kind of like free egress. Is there uh, an area where you are limiting access to the back of the building? And if that's going to be kind of like free access uh, around the entire building, do you need to provide uh, general illumination around it?
7: no we, we wouldn't um it's whether or not we we ultimately decide to uh, uh put a fence at this somewhere in this point here mm-hmm. and same thing around here is a conversation that that i need to have with, with alan i mean we we've got mixed feelings about this in some ways yes we, wouldn't uh, would like to have be able to have residents go you know around the back of the building, but we don't want the public getting back there. And so if we do put anything uh, back there, it would probably be a, a gate that was not um, operable from the outside. It had free flowing egress from the interior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's a conversation that I haven't had with with Alan yet. And, and you know it, it would not be a problem from e- from the egress perspective. Um, But But you'll need to
0: provide illumination right for at least those pathways
7: uh, yes this pathway here would need to meet the the minimum egress illumination requirements so have you selected the fixtures uh at this location uh there should be sufficient illumination just in the uh uh, wall sconce it's only got to go out for about six seven feet we've got another right right here opposite the uh uh, kind of crossing area, and then you're onto the path lighting here and out to the right-of-way. Uh, we will have to look with the electrical engineer at this stretch right here. Uh, it may be necessary to add an intermediary sconch or path light. And
0: have you selected those models, in, if in any case they are going to be required?
7: Well, we, we do one of two things. We would either uh, we would either add um, a path light or a wall sconce. Probably the easiest thing to do would be uh, for us to add a wall sconce right about here near this corner, and between those three lights, uh, we we could have our electrical engineer run a, a calc, but that would probably get the uh, the foot candles that we need. Okay. Now, for those
0: pathways that you have at north and south, what type of papers? Uh, are you proposing to use?
7: Uh, Scott, I'll let you talk to
8: this one. Which locations were you referring to?
0: North and South, um, kind of like the, the um, connections uh, to, I guess that the um, fire uh, corridor areas. I know that one is kind of like located at the north, close to the main entry. That's going to have some sort of visibility, I can imagine.
6: That's all going to be cast concrete from the exit. Uh,
7: yeah, once you pass this point, uh, you know, we, we don't want people back there. And like I said, we I, I need to talk to Al, and we may even add a gate somewhere right in here. Um, this is not a place to go congregate um uh you know we we want the residents to be able to access it but we don't we don't want the public back there um and, and so we're just going to a standard sidewalk once we leave the plaza itself
0: and regarding the decorative paving that you have uh noted there uh what type of paving it's being proposed uh, Port in place concrete uh will
8: probably be, uh obviously we don't know the exact details but it would be a clean joint of some sort whether it's saw cut or whether it's a clean tool uh we, we need to talk through and figure out exactly what the details are going to be i think a poured concrete is going to be our best solution we as randall had pointed out we've got a lot of kind of warpy conditions going on and especially with some of the broader frontages that we've had here pavers are going to be kind of challenging so uh to be able to kind of uh have a you know kind of multiple
0: material there for the concrete uh, is kind of our most practical solution. Okay, understood. Um, now regarding pedestrian amenities, uh, guidelines uh, talk about uh, seating spaces, spaces planting, planting beds, uh, unit paving such as stones, brick, decorative pavement, wire features, and other elements. Could you uh, walk us or walk me through uh, those amenities that uh, are being proposed here? What are the finishes? If they are like fixed, if they're movable, uh, if there are any um, uh, artistic elements or uh, uh, items that bring interest to these areas? And also, uh, I kind of like think that you guys are proposing some sort of bike racks, but.
7: Just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah, we have a bike rack, a bike rack over, over here. Rack. Yeah, that's the easy one. I'll I'll let you take the rest of this, Scott.
8: <laughs> yeah. So I, again, what we're really looking for, as far as the public plaza spaces, uh, we want to look at an upgraded paving material. You know, something that's obviously an upgrade, a very obvious upgrade to the uh, to the concrete sidewalks that are uh, you know kind of out there in the public right of way. So we want to make sure that those are detailed really nicely. Again, we're looking at probably a little bit nicer than just a standard broom finished concrete. Maybe like an acid edge, uh, something that gives us a little bit more texture, a little bit more relief, you know, starts to have the aggregate really kind of pronounced in the concrete. Um, probably looking at perhaps some custom colors as well. Um, as Randall was pointing out, you know, we're thinking about the contrast that we want. The stairs and our paving materials. So whether the paving material goes darker and the stairs go lighter, or the paving material goes lighter, and the stairs go darker, we're looking at some probably some custom colors, uh, you know, some 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 integral colors of some sort. Uh, so we really want to make sure that uh, the paving materials in all these plaza spaces look like an upgrade. As I, you know, previously we were looking at some linear pavers with some of these frontages, water, broader frontages, more warping. You know, my concern started to be just like okay, that's just going to create some real challenges construction wise, warping wise. Trying to address the sidewalk, um, warp on our designs we kind of narrowed it up as much as possible so that we did not have as broad a, a, a kind of warping areas going on. So w- once we kind of broaden these areas out really kind of our solution steered us to say, okay, we really need to have a port in place solution. And we really need to treat the concrete well. We need to be really honest with what the material is, express it really, you know, with some sharp contrast with some different scoring and, um, you yeah, some different colors. The, uh, the benches that we are proposing are all fixed in place. Uh, we, we don't really, we'll probably have some movable furnishings inside the private patio space. Um, but um, out in the public plaza space, we really just need those things to be permanent, non-movable sort of uh, sort of bench features. Uh, Randall pointed out that we uh, and I neglected to mention, you know, we're, we're looking at introducing some landscape rocks um, into the landscape areas to try to engage uh, kind of the grade changes that we're going to be struggling with in some of those planting areas, uh, you know, so we can kind of really pronounce the grade changes as much as possible. So we've got some landscape boulders that are proposed uh, primarily around the um, largest kind of uh, assemblies. Of those, are going to be around the public plaza space, but we do have it being repeated kind of uh, up near the entrance to the private patio space and then up towards the lobby plaza. Um, you know, you, you know the other thing that we were trying to do, obviously, and I, I mentioned this previously, was to have that commonality of materials and rhythms uh, with our guardrails, where we have to have those, and with the fences. So we're looking at, uh, at introducing some of those different, uh, different kind of uh, more accent elements uh, throughout all three spaces.
0: OK. And uh, regarding the, the benches, do you have any details uh, to define or that show the type of material that is being utilized?
8: Um, it would just be a concrete uh, uh, plinth that we would put a wood top bench onto. I mean, there's several different uh, products that are out there. Um, Street Life is a product that we use quite often in our office. Uh, it's just got a good quality wood uh, top to it. Uh, they can use fairly good lumber um, that uh, resists you know, cracking and checking um, that we see with some of the other materials that are a little bit lower grade. So um, that's something that we are looking at, probably introducing, but there's there's a lot of products out there that um, are similar to the Light product that we are
0: looking at currently. Understood. Thanks, Scott. Um, I think that uh, my last question is for Tony, uh, the staff. Uh, hey Tony, um, to my understanding, this property is part of the so-called circulator area. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems that uh, the Totem Lake uh, guidelines uh, identify this as part of the Landscape Boulevard Totem Lake circulator. What What does that mean uh, in terms of mm-hmm. requirements, specific requirements that are applicable to this project? Is, is there a difference uh, with other projects mm-hmm. that do not fall uh, within this circulator? Um, mm-hmm designation
3: yeah it, it's more of a public works related item um so it's really talking about what's a, what's occurring within the right-of-way and the design of that right-of-way um so it's really not it's not it does really impact the design of this site again it's kind of more i think of the um you know like a public works kind of design um for the these areas and looking from a um, right-of-way um, perspective and what what kind of elements that the city can incorporate into the design of the right-of-way and things like that so that's that's more of what it's it's less of a like I say it's less of a um, site design thing for the applicant to address is more of a um, design for the, the public works to, to look at um, and maybe incorporate some elements um, you know into the, the, the right-of-way improvements
0: Understood. Okay. All right. Uh, those are all my questions. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, now continue. Um, I think that now it will be time for anyone with the audience to make any comments on, or questions on this project. Uh, Tony, do we have anyone in the list?
3: There are no attendees besides everyone on the board. So
0: no, no public attendees. Carlos, okay. uh,
4: can I ask one more question? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no worries. Go ahead, Amy.
4: Um. Uh. Do you guys mind um walking us through the <coughs> length of that ramp? Um. I'm trying to understand. You know. Uh, uh. I think Randall brought up some really good points about. You know. These are. Uh, potentially seniors and there's a lot of things about mobility issues and so i'm just curious like that ramp uh what's the length of let's say you know from one end where the plaza is to where the elbow or the change in direction is and then to the next plaza if you guys don't mind
7: that's approximately a uh, I, I would guess about a 30 foot run for each of these sections and then it levels out um, uh, to, to a transition point um, that's driven in part by code. I think it's a 30 foot run at uh, 8% um, is the maximum before you you're required to have a landing. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, part of, part of what we're trying to do here is actually to give um, uh, more opportunities for the residents because that sidewalk uh, is, is not compliant. So what, what we're trying to accomplish here is to allow the residents to come out at this residential courtyard uh, and go all the way to the garage level, uh, go around and, and uh, you know enjoy the view spot, or if they're parking in the garage and they want to enter the building and not walk through the uh uh, garage that you know they can come along and have an easy accessible route um the other thing to, to keep in mind is that um you know on a site like this the the alternatives are are stairs and the, the ramp is good
1: james you muted yourself uh,
7: when did i when did i get cut out, or get cut out here you
6: he said stairs
7: up uh, stairs would be a lot more difficult for for the residents to navigate than these ramps. So we're we're trying to give them uh give them more opportunity by providing these.
4: Yes, uh I'm I'm definitely voting for ramps also. Um yeah, and um you know, and I'm just trying to understand. So on the sidewalk side, um you 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 basically don't expect your residents to it, um, you know, one of my biggest questions is the way you're, you've designed your site right now. If you have a resident who wants to walk to the McDonald's or, uh, go further down to, um, you know, the shopping center, um, uh, on 124th, um, what would be their route? because uh, yeah. because i know that um the sidewalk event you know kind of narrows to uh, you know where the wetland is so and it,
6: and it levels out to a little bit more i mean if they were if they were to come out from the front entrance the main entrance they would probably just go down the sidewalk uh, mm-hmm. the other option the other option they have is come out at the community room level which is one level below
2: mm-hmm.
6: and maybe take the ramp down to that that lower public plaza space.
7: Mm-hmm. The, the sidewalk's not impassable. It's just steeper than uh, than uh, ADA code would allow for a normal constructed condition.
4: hmm I see. Um yeah, so technically the, the public sidewalk will still be their main route to get to the shopping sh- the shopping options on 124
7: probably that you know this gives them another opportunity if they want a more leisurely stroll and want to walk through some greenery um mm-hmm. so it you know it gives them options
4: mm-hmm. and then my other uh question has to do with the trees that you're providing uh i saw vine maples and what looked like uh well um yeah. Well, are you gonna have any um larger shade trees? Do you have room for that, or are they pretty much smaller trees? You have dogwood, ash. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Certainly, the uh, you know we'll we'll have some bigger trees out in the wetland buffer area. You know, sure. We'll the, the native conifers, uh, some larger ash and stuff like that. Uh, but within this space, it's really what we were trying to do was. Uh, provide more of a garden scale sort of plant palette.
4: Okay, so more decorative, almost like large shrubs.
8: Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, like the, the cushion dogwood, you know, it, it gets up to about, you know, 25, 30 feet tall. So, I mean, it's, you know, compared to an oak tree or a beech tree, it's <laughs> sure. modest, but mm-hmm. uh, really, you know, with the kind of the narrowing of the site and the landscape areas, um, there's, there's not a lot of opportunities for some really big muscular trees. Mm-hmm. Locations here. Um,
4: but would those still be able to provide some shade?
8: Absolutely, yes. Yeah.
4: Okay, so all right. We're, we're
8: really trying to plant them fairly close to the edges where we've got benches and stuff like that.
4: Yeah,
8: it will provide a canopy over the top of those benches. It will just be a little bit smaller, more intimate sort of a scale than uh, than some really large trees.
4: All right, thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Amy. Um, I guess that now we'll uh, continue. Um, So let's go ahead and jump into the liberation. If anyone uh, likes to start, that'd be great. Uh, If not, I can uh, select uh, one. I guess that um, I I can start by saying that um, tonight, in tonight's agenda, we should be reviewing building scale, uh, lighting and landscaping uh, plans open uh spaces. The, the plaza is one of the things that we didn't uh review last time. This is completely new. Uh I guess that Randall wasn't uh, was not part of the previous uh meeting but the previous meeting uh the plaza was um proposed to be used as private slash public use and there was a discussion whether like that was gonna be locked. Uh now the applicant is coming uh to mm-hmm. us with a, a new um Option. Um, I'm. I would like to hear the input from everyone on, like, how they feel about these in terms of uh, public amenities, uh, finishes, and um, building materials. I think that uh, there was the discussion before or the, during the last meeting about um, uh, revision of uh, kind of the, the the elevation on the west. Um, so, who would like to start? I don't know, Randall, if you have any thoughts about it. <laughs> I know that this is kind of like the uh, first time that you see um, these, uh, but it's kind of like the same for us in terms of the plaza. I,
2: I, I mean, as you went through the list of items that we were to looking at, to be looking at or reviewing this evening, we didn't really talk about much of those. Uh, I mean, the applicant presented most of the issues and that type of thing. And so I, I'm looking at it that uh, I, you know, I I I like what I see, what they're doing, and given the given the type of project it is and what it needs to do, uh, I I'm feeling pretty good about their landscaping. As as you look through the types of vegetation that they're using, the planning and that type of thing, it fits it fits in there because it's not, it's not a big area that they're really landscaping. And <clears throat> that but it is it does have the slope on it and, and it's difficult to get most of that stuff on a slope so uh uh so i think they're i think they're doing uh very well on that and the, the finish boards or the material boards uh, i liked what i saw there uh they kept it fairly simple but uh but yet the definition between product and between colors was was good, and I like what they did with some of the eyebrow type features and this type of thing so i i'm I'm pretty satisfied with the project at this point in time, so I guess that's what I have to say at this point.
0: Oh uh, thank you. um I know that the for other projects we've kind of like gone more in depth about the um classes, the design, and how that's carried. I don't know, Brad, if you have any thoughts about it. I know that uh, you reviewed uh, many projects, and we've gone into a lot of detail with some of them, asking them for um, paving patterns, materials, Uh, just wondering what your thoughts are on that, and if you feel that what the applicant presented today satisfies. these uh project and also the guidelines
5: Yeah, uh that's a good point Carlos. Um for a lot of projects we've gone really into detail about some of you know the detailing and different materials. Um we're also where there's going to be a lot more um public presence uh you know like downtown Kirkland and or there's just high you know uh commercial traffic things like that uh this is a pretty private you know senior housing project and uh, you know it's set away from the street most people are going to be interacting with those different uh various plazas sitting out front um there's not really any access uh, to this building from the um from the uh, kind of like the bus transit center up there on 128th or 130th, whatever it is. So I'm not so concerned about it. That's part of the reason why I asked was because I'm used to seeing some more masonry things at the ground level. Um, they're using Nietzsche Ha, which if you guys aren't familiar, it is a higher quality product. It's a good board I've used in some of my projects. So I don't have any big issues with it. Um, at the moment, I, I think everything's good. Uh, from the last meeting, my big concern was the, um, um was the uh the plazas and how those are going to interact with the various public so i I, th- I think it's pretty good um how they've responded to um, a lot of the comments and dealing with that pretty steep slope running up the hill
0: okay understood is there anything else from kind of like the on our perspective of side lighting uh material well um i guess a building scale which um uh, I think the applicant did a good job uh, presenting us kind of like sections showing the labels and how they meet compliance. But is there anything else, Brad, that uh, kind of like you'd like to uh, bring up?
5: Um, I mean, there's all sorts of things that we talk about a lot, like art, um, site lighting, and, and and how the sidewalks are going to be lit. Um, just because you know personally, I care a lot about the pedestrian experience, but I also recognize a lot of that is dictated by code. They're gonna put in the minimum you know, amount of lighting um, and we just be looking at the design of the fixtures. Um, and we've only occasionally had comments about some of those things. Um, so I didn't see anything super glaring um, that I had problems with. Uh, did you see anything in particular you wanted to discuss?
0: No, I, I think that in general, uh... The, the applicant was able to address all uh, these questions that we had. Uh, the only thing that I just noticed is that many things were covered during this meeting, as uh, with other applicants, that they actually note the finishes or note the design intent that they are pursuing in terms of like benches, in terms of like uh, paper selections, and other items. I'm just wondering if that's kind of like something that you think that we should um, push or if the answers that they provided uh, kind of like clarify the, the intent.
5: Yeah, I think that they, for me personally, they satisfied the intent. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where we always ask to see it. But rarely does anyone ever present a style or type of bench that we're like, oh, yeah, no, we, we don't really like that. Um, it's more that we want to see that they have thought of it. Um, and if if they don't present the exact, you know, make and model of bench um, and more just kind of a, a design idea, or like you said, a design intent, um, that's good enough for me.
0: Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you, Brad uh fatima uh what do you think about uh the overall the project and these uh key items that uh, we should be reviewing today oh i think that's fatima <laughs> no yeah <longer>. she left. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh then uh i'll go with Amy.
4: <laughs> so i can jump in um and uh, i guess that's a, uh, the discussion about benches is a good segue um You know, I agree that um, on the most part, we don't really dictate the style of benches. But um, the one thing that I would really request uh, the applicants, because again, these are seniors um, who are going to be living here, um, the the benches with backs are always going to be better. um, And I really hope, and and I appreciate that you put some on the front entry and then, um, and also in the... um, I think the public the public plaza um you, you mentioned that where the benches back into the plants you're also putting back's um uh I do you guys mind showing oh oh I'm supposed to be talking to the DRB not you guys but uh, uh the the one thing i wanted to um Um, uh, kind of suggest, uh, I think, uh, I I wanted to, um, sorry, um, I agree and support uh, the idea of, you know, putting a planter uh, in that plaza, you know, based on what Randall was talking about. And actually in that plaza, I was kind of not sure about that bench that's in the middle of the plaza because it seems like it's in the way And it's not like, you know, when you're creating a gathering space, it's like you want people to at least face each other or feel like there's a a feeling of an outdoor room where they're actually, you know, kind of in a a virtual circle. So that particular branch, maybe, you know, instead of leaving it floating, um, attach it to that new planter And then put a back on it too, because I think that's going to anchor it and makes it. And I like the idea of having that closer to the sidewalk also, because uh, uh, as much as I like, you know, I I really like the idea of the ramp. Um, For me personally, you know, I love walking, but um, I also realize that as I get older ramps are really easier to use than stairs and so I can I can totally relate to the residents um and um you know where where you have that ramp uh, the reason why I was asking about the distance is because again from just seeing my friends who um are older when we go hiking, and you have these steep slopes like that, they can't, they usually need to rest every 50 feet. Um, and um, and so I would really like to see even benches along the, you know, I know there's required railings and so I don't know how that can work, but I really think there should be, uh, you know, at least a couple of benches on, on that ramp. Uh, for people to rest along the way. Um, And, you know, and that will be between the plazas. I understand what the code requires, but I think it would be good to also include additional benches. Um, I do have concern, and this this has nothing to do with the applicant, um, I do have concern about uh, the potential of not having street trees. Um, So... uh, as part of our approval, I would probably like a condition somewhere in there to say that if it was determined that street trees cannot be provided, um, I would like to see them um, work with the staff to make sure um, if, if, and I don't even know if there's room, but to put this quote unquote street trees on the opposite side of the sidewalk. Um, and, and Tony, if you you're kind of conf- I see your confused look. I don't know if you understand what I mean. But um, you know, because um the idea there is the reason why we have street trees is we want the sidewalks to be comfortable for walking. And part of that is to provide shade. And so um you know to the extent that um uh to the extent that we can provide trees, e those street trees, even if it's not on the right side of the sidewalk. Um, and if if the the site can accommodate them, uh, I would really like to see that.
3: Sorry, are um, you I'm sorry, are you thinking like um more so if they, if they can't do anything in the right-of-way, if they can incorporate some kind of trees within their landscaping on site. Right,
4: yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see.
1: Um, so I also,
4: um, as far as the architecture, I really don't have anything. Uh, I think they, they did do a good job of breaking up the, um, the mass and uh, they have a very narrow and difficult site. So, um, you know, I think uh in a way it's good because then uh, you know, you know, two of their elevations are not as massive, the north and the south. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm sure they have challenges with that site. Um and uh, and and um yeah in terms of uh um the the modulation um you know i do appreciate the cap, the the four foot parapets and the way they try to you know at least introduce some kind of modulation to the top um the eyebrows on the windows you know to add some articulation and additional layers to the architecture um and then um uh I really, uh, again, this is one of those more, uh, I guess you would call serendipitous things where they have a concrete slab that's just a structural element that um, uh, they can use as a, a pretty sizable and generous canopy over their front entrance. Um, normally, we have to beg and fight and and ask you know applicants to provide a deeper overhang or cover weather protection, and in this case, because of just the structure, they're able to do that. So, um, you know, again, that's a positive thing, um, and I'm glad that they did provide that um, small overlook on you know on the wetland. Um, and, uh, or over the wetland and uh, uh, hopefully it, you know, uh, that's something that the residents can enjoy, especially because this site doesn't, this project doesn't provide the same amount of outdoor amenity spaces for the residents. So any small opportunities that, uh, you know, they can have and enjoy is, you know, it's definitely a plus. Uh, and um you know and to the extent that uh, and and i'm not going to condition this but to the extent that we could that the applicant can add more benches out there you know more spots i i hope that you do that um so um and then the last thing um i was just going to say is um i really don't like the idea of gates um i don't like gates and um uh, facing the street um but in this particular project, again, because their site is so tight and there's really uh not a lot of space for the residents um you know private open space um you know I will i mean I will accept it, but I would really encourage the applicant to provide a more decorative gate than. Just uh, the horizontal pattern that they're showing on their um, drawings. So like um, you know I'm thinking nowadays uh, it's very popular to see these flat metal panels with uh, die cut or I'm not sure that's that's the right word, but patterns and you know um, some are more garden. Elements and some are more, you know, um, uh, graphic, you know, uh, geometric patterns. But I would really encourage something that becomes more like a um, decorative garden feature instead of just a functional gate.
1: So those are all my comments.
0: Thank you, Amy. Uh, I think at, uh, from these, I'm. Um hearing from all the board members that we are um, in favor of what the applicant presented today. I think that uh, I, I agree with you, Amy, on kind of like asking uh, the applicant just to um, take a second look at the benches along the public uh, pathways, just to make it uh, more um, more friendly for pedestrian use, public pedestrian use. And other than that, uh, I mean, I, I don't have any uh, comments regarding uh, the building sections. Uh, I think that the applicant um, provided a good um, commentary regarding uh, the site lighting and the open um, space, the plaza, and the building materials. I took a look uh, earlier today at the, at the sample board that the applicant provided, and I think that I don't have really anything uh to add on that so with that being said uh seems that uh most of us are um in favor of um moving to approve these uh I guess that if that's the case um unless anyone else has something that uh would prevent us from doing that today um we would like to go ahead and do that. Uh, Are there any other comments that uh, might prevent us from from doing that? I don't know. There being none, I'm guessing that uh, if anyone would like to uh, make a motion.
4: I can make a motion.
0: All right, go ahead, Amy.
4: I move that we approve the um, Ardea Totem Lake Uh, file number DRV 22-00498 with conditions um, that um, one, um, the applicant provides uh, more benches and preferably with backs um, along the pathway. Um, Two, that um, if it is determined that um, street trees cannot be provided, that the staff would work with the applicant to provide street trees on the interior or the back of the, that would be called what? The back of the sidewalk, um, you know, along the where, uh, you know, along their planter areas. Um, and then I don't know if we want to condition the gate that it should be a decorative gate. Uh, that's my preference. Um, so those I think are the three things that um, I heard this, the board didn't, um, were, were in agreement to.
5: Yeah, I would agree with that Amy, especially about the
1: gate.
4: Thank you, Brad.
1: All right, Is that are you seconding that Brad?
5: Uh, I guess I'll second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, move and second. Uh, we need to go uh, for a roll call, right, Tony? Yes, we do. Yep.
1: Hey, Randall Brand.
0: Approved. Brad Brown. Approved with conditions.
4: Carlos Castaneda.
0: Approved with conditions.
4: Amy Tars. Approved with conditions. Okay, motion passes
0: all right well uh thank you to the applicant uh it was a pleasure to um take a look at your project and uh hopefully it turns out as great as you presented tonight
7: thank you <laughs> Th- thank you i appreciate uh, really, it really really enjoyed the feedback and think we've come a long way since the, the start so appreciate the uh the input
4: we're um, really looking forward to adding more affordable housing units in. And- <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking forward to see your project bill.
0: Yes. Hey, thank you. Right. Um thank you very much. Now um to continue uh I think that uh, do we have any um administrative uh reports uh Tony all for attendance?
3: Yeah, no. Uh so I just kind of want to update you on upcoming meetings. Um so uh, with this with this project being approved tonight uh, we had left December 5th open for potential continuance uh, that's the that was going to be the only thing on the agenda um, so with it being approved we do not have a meeting on the 5th uh, that will be canceled tomorrow um, uh, for the meeting on the 19th um, I think we were still checking on, um, with board members on that we'll, we'll confirm that also I'm not sure if our other some projects will be ready to go on the 19th so we'll follow up uh, probably within the next uh, week or so um, probably right after Thanksgiving let you guys know if we're, we're on for the 19th um, and then we're trying to figure out with um, January having the two the two meeting dates in January fall on holidays we're working on to find uh, special meeting dates for January so We'll keep you updated on those, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, if Blanca reaches out to you, if you guys can get back to her as soon as possible um, uh, on that, that would be great.
0: So that's that's all I had. Sounds good. Thank you very much, yeah, Tony. Um, all right. Uh, well, uh, there being nothing else in the agenda, uh, anyone would like to suggest an adjournment?
2: I make a motion. We adjourn.
0: Anyone would like to second?
4: <laughs> I, I second the motion.
0: <laughs> All right, move on second adjournment. All those in favor say aye. Aye.
2: <laughs> aye. Aye.
0: Aye. All right, we are adjourned. Thank you very much for your time and hope All to right. see everyone next time. All thank right. you. Happy,
1: like to thank happy
4: Thanksgiving.
1: Everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yes, you too. Yeah.